0: Welcome to episode 1237 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, December 11th. I'm your host, Paul Sporer, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir.
1: Good morning. How you doing? Um, I'm doing all right. Got some new Roto-Wear gear. I
0: like that beanie there. That's looking nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I see you're wearing your Giants hoodie,
1: per usual. I am. How, how are you coping? i uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not going to lie uh, Friday was a really really fun day um, and like I I had a ton of work to do and I got none of it done um, because I was just wrapped up in the craziness of is Otani on a plane Otani is on a plane there's a sushi restaurant can't it's we go to Kakuchi's sushi yeah. party <laughs> Like, uh, it was unreal and then of course like you know he's not on the plane he's never on a plane it's robert hirschman unbelievable that that like that's what a story
0: uh all of it just absolute craziness not that i was out on any limb but i did say on our episode when we talked about the toronto stuff i was like i'm sticking with the dodgers until proven otherwise
1: yeah
0: again me and a billion other people. I, I'm not. I'm not bragging here, but I just. I couldn't be moved off the Dodgers until the ink was set on the paper for somebody else. And in the end, it ends up being the Dodgers. Otani gets to do it his way with the announcement. Seven hundred million, obviously, is an obscene figure. It's amazing. Good for him. Obviously, there's going to be major deferrals. He wants to set it up so that he's not an albatross. Like he knows, you know that like. If this was a standard deal and all of it's fitting in the 10 years where you have to get 70 mil a year, even with no cap, there is the luxury tax, which serves as a de facto cap, they would run out of players soon. Like Eventually, it would be him and a a bunch of rookies. And so I love that he is like, yeah, I'll get my money. I'm going to get paid crazy, but I want this team to be great still. Like I don't want to have to lose or have them trade bets or Freeman at some point or anything like that. Right. Like let's keep the Dodgers train rolling here. You just added another star. And then as far as if he's going to earn it and like, will this ruin the sport, that sort of stuff? No. Okay. I was actually talking with, um, with some friends about it. It's not
1: going to ruin the sport, right?
0: Correct. Correct. What was the other thing I said?
1: Well, you said, is it going to ruin the sport or uh, is, uh, is,
0: I think I said, is it bad for the sport or will it ruin the yeah, sport? So not, those are two yes. di-
1: different things. Yeah. Not bad for the sport.
0: Not bad at all. And won't ruin the sport in the slightest. Because here's the thing. I was talking with some some younger baseball friends about this. And I was like, listen, y'all, I hear you. We've been having these conversations for decades. A-Rod's contract was going to ruin the sport. And then A-Rod's next contract was going to ruin the sport. And then Trout's, you know. It just keeps happening and it never ruins the sport because it's not going to, because teams aren't given that kind of money if they're not making that kind of money back. They know what they're doing and there's almost no way this fails. Short of him having like a catastrophic injury that like ends his career in two years, this this won't Which fail. Are, I'm
1: sure they're insured for. Like, exactly, even like,
0: that you know. they're covered from. Like they yeah. wouldn't make a ton of money from it, but like they would be covered from it. The The revenue generation that Otani has off field is just obscene. It, it, it's, you can't really get your head around it. And I'm not just talking the Japanese market, although that is a massive piece. The international market, the sponsorships that the Dodgers can get, the, the, you know, merch and all that sort of stuff. But also, he obviously has a huge national imprint. And, and this was a, a, major sports story. It wasn't just baseball. You know, we, we are a localized sport. We don't always get the, uh, the main stage on things. ESPN, you know, it has Sunday night baseball and everything, but like basketball and football are their bread and butter. And they were all over the Otani thing. We saw all sorts of random celebs in on it. And I don't know how much to put into that. Like, I don't think baseball is going to be the national pastime again or anything. It's just cool to have the spotlight for a moment. And we have the single greatest player, to ever play the game, going right now, and so no, I don't think this will impact the sport negatively in any way, shape, or form. I, I have no problem with this deal. What, what, what do you think
1: outside of your fandom? What do you think about seven hundred mil for Otani? I mean, it's it's amazing and crazy, and I don't think I mean uh, there was an interview with uh, Chris on Chris Rose's podcast with uh, the guy from John Boy. I can't remember his Trevor name. Trevor Plouffe. No, no, the actual. Guy. Oh, oh, like, Jimmy O'Brien.
0: Yeah, that guy. And Wait, I, it, if you might cite something that I was going to cite. I was also going to give him credit, but I'm
1: curious if you're going to cite it. Go ahead. And he was saying like they're going to make up 200 million in the next month. Like, Easy, like in Jersey sales, ticket sales, like all this, like all the stuff that goes around. It's like the money isn't an issue. Um, exactly. And I so think the hand
0: wringing over it needs to stop. Like move on from
1: that. And, as far as, like, this being, like, a dangerous precedent, he's a unicorn. Like, that, there's no one yeah No one, yep, is, yep, 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 no yep. one is getting Otani money for a long time. It's going to yes. be, you know, 20 and years. And if they do... That's
0: great, because that means there's another yeah. freaking Otani. That was another thing I was having the conversation with, with the with the younger baseball fans. You know, they're in their 20s, and I'm, they're like, well, what's this precedent? So I say, y'all, if there's another Otani or three or four, that's amazing. That would be so healthy and great for the sport. Now, the main one I was talking to is a Pirates fan. So he's coming from that yeah. angle of like, well, we never spent – like, that's a Bob Nutting problem, though. That's not a baseball yeah, that, problem. Exactly. Exactly. Like, and, and I'm sorry, there are gonna be haves and have nots. Nothing's gonna be ever perfectly equal unless they go to like a straight up cap, which I don't think they're gonna do. And so it's just different. And I, I'm sorry that you're, you're a Pirates fan and have to deal with that, but like this is not gonna harm the sport, even if it sets a precedent. It doesn't mean that Nick Ahmed is gonna get more money right no offense to him i just come up with a random player but like it doesn't mean (laughs) the command's listening to the show like hey the fuck did i do dude i just (laughs) played some great shortstop out here dang i used to like this show these guys are roasting me now but yeah it doesn't really raise the bar for everybody um it raises the bar on super duper once in a lifetime generational unicorns okay i can live with that i have no problem with that anyway i interrupted you while you were talking i'm sorry did you hear the part about when John Boy had said about um, the beer deals that the Yankees were getting every time they had a Japanese player on their team.
1: No, I didn't hear that. So it was,
0: it was a Sapporo, I believe, a Sapporo beer. And he had mentioned how they had it. I don't know if it started with Tanaka um, or or when, but then when he was gone, it went away. And then when they got another Japanese player, it came back. So it was like, it was contingent on having a Japanese player. It's, and it I was mean, like this big beer contract. And like, that's a one-off thing. But like Otani is that fivefold, tenfold, And you get these different contracts that you can get. So again, Well, now not,
1: there's talk they, they, want, they may try to bring in Yamamoto too, because Yamamoto wants to go to a team where there's already an established Japanese player. Uh, that's a pretty so. good one to go to. Yeah, I so. don't rule them
0: out for Yamamoto. I oh, really, right, I don't,
1: really don't. Well, because a lot of people are
0: closing the book on Yamamoto and the Dodgers now that this. When when the first thing that we heard about this deal from Passan was that most of Otani's salaries deferred, most of in quotes because that was his quote. That's that, that millisecond I said, oh, so then they're still in on Yamamoto. Yeah, that's what that and tells I, me.
1: Honestly, I think they need him. You look at the rest yeah because the they're not
0: helping the pitching with this with this Otani move until next year,
1: if that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like obviously, Otani makes them the front runner for the World Series once again. Like he improves mm-hmm. that team, but he doesn't improve the "quote unquote" weaknesses of this team. The lack of pitching he can't up. pitch right now, mm-hmm. uh, and like the back half of their lineup is not good. Uh, you know, I mean, in, it's,
0: in fairness, th- in, oh, wait, I got to stop you on that one. We said this last year too. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that we said this last year and then Jason Hayward went out and killed it. And, you know, we'll see if Gavin Lux can come back this year. We did have a little debate, you and I, on James Outman. I'm a bit more in on him than you are. I hear you. I agree. Because when you look at it, it's not... I think we said last year like that they're not an, Inve- an Avengers lineup again where everyone's just a superstar. Yeah. But I'm reluctant to discount
1: be- But I, But I do hear you. I hear you. And, like, when you've got... The type of guys that got at the top of this lineup, like you can afford some holes, right? Correct, like, correct. In a way that, you know, other teams like my Giants can't afford a mm-hmm. hole because the top after line blows. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so I get that, but it's still not like a juggernaut. We're, we're still not back to, hey, they're the Avengers. They just really improved. Their DH spot a little bit because JD Martinez was really, really good last year. He was excellent. Year. Yeah. Um, and so I think they still need Yamamoto. I think they may still need another offensive piece unless they want Jason Hayward playing every day. Um, uh, but, no, they'll
0: have uh, Johnny DeLuca can platoon with him.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. I think that'd be a fine platoon, too.
0: But to keep the comic book thing going, and I'm not a huge comic book guy, so pardon me if this mm-hmm. is not even Marvel or some shit, but uh, they're more of a Fantastic Four than the Avengers because they got yes. Betts, Otani, Freeman. That is a Marvel
1: and, franchise.
0: Okay. And so, like, you know, that's as fantastic as a four that you can get. Um, but they don't quite it's, run as deep as they have been.
1: It's a bad podcast when I'm confirming comic book college because I don't, I don't. The not, only, the knowledge I have is from my 13-year-old. Like, yeah. There like you go. That is, At least you have somebody in the
0: realm that can feed you that info i'm I'm flying blind there but you know i I watched some of the movies i'm not like i'm not a hater or anything but i don't know all the lore and all that so uh, i didn't know if that was veering out of marvel there with the fantastic four but it's a great move obviously for them um the pitching will start to pay off next year when he comes back obviously we'll see how all that goes with his recovery but you're right this does not address their biggest need which when you look at their team is starting pitching right now we have Pepio, who for all of his improvements and how much I love him, he is still their number three right now. Ryan Yarbrough and Emmett Sheehan—that's their three, four, five. No universe where they go into the season with that. If they don't get Yamamoto, I think Snell becomes a focus. I think a big pitcher remains on their to-do list for the offseason, without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's get into moves that will pale in comparison to the rest of the. Uh, the rest of these will pale in comparison to the Otani move, but. They have some importance, and we play deep leagues. So uh, we get down and dirty with some of these players. This is obviously one that's going to apply to all leagues. Tyler O'Neill finally out of St. Louis. I know that you and I were on the very much on the when, not if. Like, there was no real world where he wasn't going to get moved this year in our minds. And so we were just waiting to see where he was going to go, and now we know. He's headed to Boston. He's shipping up to Boston uh, with a deal. And I like this move for him. A just getting out of a, a spot where he clearly wasn't wanted. Ali Marmol. I don't. I don't really know what their deal is in in St. Louis. I I'm not a fan of much of what they've been doing lately. And even as somebody who isn't fully bought in on the Tyrone experience and believes he has some flaws. I understand his skills, and I like him getting out of there and getting a chance to peddle his wares elsewhere. I think he's going to beat the piss out of the green monster, rip some homers over it, and if he's healthy, I think he's a fun buyback. He's a guy I'm always going to be on the buy low on. Yeah. Anytime he's coming off a breakout year, I'm not paying the premium. But anytime he's coming off of a mediocre or down year, I'm back in. So that's where I'm at on Tyler O'Neill this year. What did you think about him going out to Boston?
1: I mean, I love it for O'Neill, right? Like He's a really good defender, so I think... Even when he does struggle, he's going to play. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to play full time, which is what we've been kind of waiting for since, uh, you know, the breakout came and then went really, really fast. Yes. Uh, but I mean, it all comes down to health with O'Neill. Like, Absolutely. I don't think uh, the skills are necessarily in question. Uh, honestly, I think the skills were sneaky good when he was on the field last year. The mm-hmm. problem becomes, can he stay on the field? Um,
0: And that's been elusive throughout. Even in the breakout year, it was only 138 games. And that's his only time for Tyrone O'Neal, over 100 games. 96 is his uh, his second highest season. And so we have to acknowledge that. Now, you could probably guess what I'm going to say. At pick 284, that is put into the cost, I think. And I think that's a fair price. I'm willing to pay 284. It will go up. Let me ask you where you think it's going to go up to, because whenever a guy gets traded or signed, you love to point out that that's definitely going to go up just on the hype alone. How high do you think that can range for Tyler O'Neal? Are we talking rounds, maybe a round or just a few picks?
1: I think it's going to go rounds. I think we're, I think we're talking uh, probably a 50 pick jump. Okay. Um, So
0: into the two thirties. Now that puts him right by a guy who actually kind of cuts a similar figure. Power, yeah, some swing and miss, a little bit of speed. Jack Sawinski at 236. I,
1: I would rather have O'Neill.
0: Well, yeah, same skill set, better team, right?
1: Well, and I just think Sawinski's skill set is so volatile. Like, like well, so O'Neill's O'Neal has, like I said, O'Neal's underlying skills last year were actually really good. 87% zone contact last year. Is that a career street. high? Yeah, by far. So, career that. high was in 2022 with 82. So, five point jump from la from or from 2022. Swing and strike rate the last two years have been 12.7 percent and 11.2 percent. He has made real changes to his profile. We just haven't seen because he's been hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So now, obviously, it's a small sample because he's been hurt, and he could obviously revert back to being the guy that was, you know, more of like a. 15, 16% swinging strike rate, and striking out 30-plus percent of the time. But I know what Jack, Jack Swinski is, right? He's Jack's, the same thing, though. 14%
0: walk rate, 11% swinging strike, power and speed. I think they're the exact same player. Just, but I, I still agree with great. you on O'Neal because it's a better team, better better park. But how is Swinski not the same guy?
1: If he's the same guy, then... If you think he's the same guy, you should be taking Sowinsky because we know Sawinski can stay on the field and he's gonna play every day. Well, we've this, seen him stay on so. the field,
0: but I, I I think that's that trade-off though. I I think I would take O'Neill. <laughs> better team, take the shot on him staying healthy. Um versus Sowinsky on the Pirates. Yes, he's stayed healthy. We've seen we've seen it. But I, I think I think they go right by each other. I have no problem interchanging them. I I, I really I really don't see much of a difference. I'm just gonna link le- and in fact honestly if I was if I were to land in that area um, for multiple DCs I would take one in one and then the, the other in in the second draft like I, I would have no problem just having that one share of each at that same draft spot as like my fourth outfielder
1: that's fun I, I I disagree i think I think sowinski is a, a, a gen- given health is just a generally worse player. I'm gonna push um, you on that then. Tell okay. me why, because I'm
0: looking at the same things here. The swing strike rate, better mm-hmm. by quite a bit, 11 to 15 career. They both had 11 last year. Walk rate, better, 14% last year, 13 career to 8, and then 11% last year for O'Neill. Strikeout rate is worse for Sawinski, but if they both have the same swinging strike rate, we've seen Sawinski, or we've seen O'Neal be at 30%. Uh, as well and 32% career for swinski 30% career for o'neil but 25 last year what what am i missing what what's the difference
1: i think swinski's batting average downside is worse than o'neil's i really do i just i mean when cuz we've seen it you know we like we've seen like he just doesn't hit above 220 like pretty much i don't think it. i like, don't
0: think like 10 points of batting average
1: is really swaying me I, but that's the thing. I think that O'Neill is going to hit like 250 in Boston. So it's not 10 points. I don't average, know. It's just 30 points I... of adding average with potential of maybe this is less of a, a discussion about Sawinski, Um because maybe we both see Swinsky as the same. And me saying, that I think O'Neill's upside, especially if he's healthy, um, is much, much higher than Swinsky's because the it's, bat- not,
0: it's not much higher though. It's definitely not much, much higher because if we're talking upside, like the best they can be, how, how does Sawinski not have the power to to smash in a, a decent batting average too and like smash through the strikeouts? Is it batted ball profile? I, I could get you if that's where you're going to go because he, he's at 54% in the air last year for Sawinski. That's too much in the air. That's not yeah. conducive to batting average, but he was 42 the year before. So, like, he 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 can level out the swing a little bit. I don't know, but maybe we'll go into circles a little bit. You have, so when, or excuse me, you so you have O'Neill even higher.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this will all depend, like, you know, we may come back in a few weeks because we're going to probably start position previews later this week. So, in a couple weeks when we get to outfield and I've got my outfield projections done,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I may come back and go, so listen, <laughs> um, because I, me. I'm only willing to give Tyler O'Neill 475 plate appearances mm-hmm. because he always gets hurt. Sawinski's actually higher in my ring. So. so,
0: okay, uh, let's talk O'Neal then versus some other guys if Sawinski yes. is, is too low of a meter for you. Your boy, you, you couldn't stay away. You got him in the Gladiator, JK, Jared Kelnick. Uh, he goes up next there in the, out- actually Taylor Ward goes up next, but those profiles are a little different. So let me go. Jared Kelnick, another swing and miss power speed guy with some intrigue this year. Cause he's going to a new, better team. Two twenty three is where Kelnick is
1: Kelnick or Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I think it's Tyler O'Neill. Um, and, uh, before you, uh, roast me for taking, uh, <laughs> I won't ter- roast Jared Kelnick. Um, I took O'Neal two rounds ahead of Kelnick. Very fair. And by the way, I actually did not
0: hate your Kelnick pick. I considered him at the Tavares pick the round before. I, I yeah. was looking. I was like, you know, I, I waited do a that.
1: really long time after taking my first outfielder uh, in the first round. Uh, I didn't take another outfielder until the 15th round. Uh, but then I went Varsho, O'Neal, uh Oh John means Jared Kelnick. That's perfect. My next guy was Varshow.
0: Now you didn't know O'Neal was in Boston during that yet. Yeah. So I'm curious.
1: Like O'Neal's, O'Neal was traded in between my varshow and then my next pick. And or so actually, like, no, he might have actually might have been traded before my varsho pick. I just felt like I could get O'Neal later. Which
0: you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Sowinsky, the pick before O'Neal. Did you see that? I did in our not. draft. Oh, that's cool. Literally the pick before. There we go. But what about Varsho now? Now that you know
1: that O'Neill's in Boston. Um, I, okay. I'm, re- I'm going to be really high on Varsha this year. I just, you know, um, it's, uh, he is the, him and the guy I I just mentioned, John Means, are the Means two business, guys, baby. the two guys that I have drafted in all three of my gladiators so far.
0: I disapprove of you doing that to Varsha only because I had to talk you into him and now you're stealing him from me. Yeah, he's my dude though, my He's our dude. No mind. Our. I don't see him on any of your gladiator (laughs) games. Because you keep taking him from me. Uh, So the thing with Varsha was we talked about him at the AFL show. And what what happened was what I think is happening and going to happen in drafts is people are going to discount him because he's not catcher anymore. And Mm -hmm. they're really just going to miss out on the fact that, yeah, it was a down year. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue that 674 OPS was sweet. But he still went 20-16 and 16 despite that. Played every damn game, 158, not literally every game, but damn near. Um, and I just think that if this is the downside, I can live with this, especially last year when I had catcher eligibility for it. But I just don't believe him as a 674 OPS guy. And the fact that he still put up his his power and speed numbers, I love Varsho. I'm 100% with you there.
1: So I agree. I'll go Varsho, O'Neill and Slitsky. Know, when you brought him up, i get to do my offseason season digging on him, and as we were talking, I start looking into the things that I like to look into, which are swing strike rate, zone contact, zone contact rate jumped up five percent. He was lucky on Love balls it. and play. Uh like he had a 256 Babbitt. That's this not is, gonna hold. This like, is show right? This is Varsho. Like yeah. all the things, like you know, like he he had all the things are there for him to be like, okay. Last year was a transition year, and yep. it was a quote unquote down year. Like you said, 2016 is not bad for a down season. Uh, I think he could hit like again, like 250, and you know be like a 25-20 guy. Yeah, um,
0: I, I, after pick 200. Yeah, after pick
1: 200.
0: I, I love it. I'm like I'm totally there with you. You got him at 219 in um, in the last draft, and I don't know what that pick number is for this draft. That would be. 14 times 15, which I know smart people can do in their head, but I'm an idiot. So that's 210 plus, what pick are you? Eight. So yeah, 218. Wow. So you literally took a damn near the same, I mean, you didn't have the same draft spot, so you couldn't do the exact same number, but you took him at the same spot, 218 in one draft, Mm -hmm. 219 in the other. I love the consistency there. Somebody likes Dalton Varsho more than us, though. His min pick in the DCs is 115. I wonder if They had to have thought he had catcher
1: yeah so and someone mentioned this i think on the youtube channel um comments uh that part of the draft movement that we that we've seen uh that we were discussing last step the last two episodes um was that you know prior to the world series ending yep i know exactly they're, what you're gonna say. they still had old positions on. yep there. and that's probably so, exactly
0: what happened of our show then
1: someone was like oh he's still catcher eligible uh-huh. and
0: they put him in as a catcher and yeah, yeah give me 2016 stuff. behind the yeah. dish and then mm-hmm. womp, womp, you're not getting that and that was something that hopefully nfbc can work next year like don't run drafts that
1: are on old eligibility or yeah, maybe find a right. way what's that they're not working. no because people want to draft earlier and earlier and they don't they can't flip things over until they, the they got to figure pers- something out Though, because the postseason contest
0: like i i don't know just kind of have it
1: kind of have it um I don't know, plastered somewhere you. in the draft
0: room they, Where? they
1: warn you when you sign up for a draft. Like OK, OK, before, fair enough. Then. Like, if, they're, if they're
0: putting it out there. I mean, I, I knew. So I, I'm not saying yeah. like, oh, I missed it. So they have to do better. I knew. But I'm a nerd that's like way into this. And I guess you can make the case that any nerds that are going to be drafting at this point are going to be up on everything. You too. should know. Yeah. So that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Let's continue on. Then Tyler O'Neal, we like him. You like him a bit more than I do. Don't sleep on my boy Jack Sawinski. I think we're gonna probably have some more debates about him yep. as the offseason goes. Will Smith, not the one I talked about earlier with the Dodgers. The other Will Smith, who is the impetus behind your sign, he's going to the Royals, back to the Royals, correct? Um He's at least been in the Royals organization, right? I I I'm has he? I don't feel that he has. Am I confusing him with somebody else? Am I just I thinking think of Will are. Myers? No, nope, nope, like- no, no, no. Oh, he was. That's right. His
1: first two years in the league. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, okay. I never doubt. Good me.
0: callback. Hell yeah. So he's going back to KC and Royals to win the World Series, which is funny that you put Royals to win WS because Will Smith is I, our, is yeah, I, I like the old play. Yeah. But, um, it wasn't tell a people, play. I just
1: can't fit World Series. Take the That's...
0: credit for it, Justin. I knew oh, you didn't do yeah. it on purpose. I was trying to tee you up there for a little well extra level. Um, explain the impetus of your sign, though. People might not understand why they're definitely going to win the World Series now
1: with Will Smith. So Will Smith has become the first player in Major League Baseball history to play on three different teams in three seasons and win the World Series on all three <laughs> of those teams.
0: <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. Atlanta,
0: Houston, Texas. I love that you did the Texas two-step, too. Yeah. Like back to back Texas teams. He wins it with so, both. He's on the twenty I mean, twenty one obvi- at team.
1: Obviously, like he could be traded and probably will be traded. So whatever team trades for him, that's the he, team that's at the gonna trade win. deadline. That's because I mean the Royals aren't winning. But so okay, is this a savvy move by the
0: Royals, knowing that he's the Robert Ori of baseball and like, yes. he guarantees a title? Mm-hmm. So they know that they can get like a premium prospect for him, even if he has a six ERA in July? Yep. This is a genius move. I respect yeah. the shit out of that. Plus, uh, he's
1: probably gonna close. I was gonna say that's my Kansas question.
0: City, like, is he closing? So I think so. You would think mean, I mean I took him I, yeah. I immediately took him in our, our he really
1: kind of screws my James MacArthur early shares because I that's who I had as as my guy. And maybe they platoon a little bit. Um but they're both they are right left, right? I believe so. MacArthur's righty. Um I believe Uh, So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about James MacArthur because
0: he was somebody that kind of emerged late. And if maybe if you weren't chasing saves down the stretch or you were out of it, so you weren't as dialed in on every little move in September, you might have missed James MacArthur. And you're seeing him pop up on draft boards like who the frick is this guy? 26 year old righty, um, 26 percent strikeout rate, 2 percent walk rate. Excellent, excellent numbers there in his 23 innings, the 2 percent walk rate. Seems like a hot run. He never had that kind of control in the minors. And like I said, this is a 26-year-old kind of, not not a journeyman. He's only been on two teams, Philly and now KC, uh, as far as their orgs. But I love the ground ball, 59% ground ball rate there. So he kept the ball down. He didn't walk anybody. And he had a little bit of success. It was a 463 ERA, but an 094 whip and four saves. So people were kind of looking at MacArthur as possibly the guy in KC. You mentioned they could possibly split here, a right-left situation. So what's this do to MacArthur? It obviously lowers the price. Will you draft him, say, 30 picks cheaper?
1: I'll I'll get his ADP here in a moment. Are you still going to stick with MacArthur? Probably more than 30 picks. I think he probably drops. He plummets. I think he plummets. I think he's one of those guys when I do my uh, relief pitcher one, not this time around because this time around won't include this uh, this info. But uh, next time around, he'll probably drop maybe even 100 picks. He's um, at
0: 264 right now. I could definitely yeah. see him going to like 330.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think that is – that sounds about right. I mean, right now on roster resource, I don't know if you're looking at roster resource. I have, uh, they have nine they go, closers. Yeah, so – Um, Who the fuck is John McMillan? I I was literally going to give you the name of a congressman. I was hoping you weren't (laughs) looking at it and try to see if you would be like, who the hell is Dale Strong? Well, he's the the representative from the fifth district in uh, Alabama. (laughs) John
0: John McMillan, representative in New Hampshire or reliever who throws 99, by the way. He had four innings at the end of the year through 99. Um, So that's impressive. A lot of big swing and miss there. So he's just kind of a live arm. Nick Anderson knocking around. Dude can never stay healthy, but I feel like he could compete for Mm -hmm. the job if he were to stumble on some health. I think Smith's the guy, though, now. And When you're drafting, Uh, I think he has to be the first to go. And what kind of pick price do you think he's going to be looking at now? Let me get you his current ADP. For Will Smith, the pitcher, it is 580 after
1: right? Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna go up tremendously from there. So is it just
0: gonna take Macarthur's spot or go past it? Macarthur again was two sixty four. Are we thinking upper two hundreds? I I mean, when when I say that, that. sorry to interrupt you again. When I say that, I mean lower two hundreds. When I say upper, because I mean up the board more. So like low two hundred numbers.
1: Yeah, I think he could take his spot. I'm looking at kind of like where the other closers are. Maybe he like falls right around Hunter RV, which is two ninety seven. Um, okay, it's the guy where people are hoping that he's going to be the closer, but we don't really know for sure. Kyle
0: Finnegan's at two sixty. I think I would take Will Smith.
1: I think I would too. But I think,
0: two, I, think I like that two sixty area for Smith. Where did I take him? What 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 pick did I just do with him? Let me see. Let me run that math again.
1: It's probably 19, close fifteen. To...
0: It's definitely almost three hundred. Yep, it's, uh, yeah, it's almost 297. Exactly, yeah,
1: almost exactly 300. So, I, I mean, I think he'll probably be a little bit higher than that. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, I got lucky, right? My pick happened to come yeah. up. He signs. I needed another closer. I had no idea what I was going to do, by the way. I was just going to take a Hail Mary on somebody. So, I got lucky as shit there.
1: Um, even I, if I got
0: 10 saves.
1: I could have taken him. Um, I took Brian Abreu because I had already taken Presley in the draft. So just, mm-hmm. a kind I of like that pick. policy. So, but yeah, no, I mean, I think Will Smith has got to be the leader in the clubhouse. And this is an organization that's so they don't care righty lefty necessarily. No, like they're, gonna I mean, they had a lefty closer that. last year. Yeah, exactly. Excitement. So mm-hmm. they, they'll Some go previous, for it. They've had Barlow before. So, like, Barlow's ready. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who you're right.
0: thinking of, but yeah, I have players like that too, by <laughs> the way, that I cannot get their handedness right. Bryce cool. Elder, just switch to left handedness. It would make my life so much easier because i Think of him as a lefty all the I don't know time, else. but anyway, we're on the uh, we're on the Will Smith train here. James MacArthur afterthought. You taking James MacArthur in DCs?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would still because be because I I do think that MacArthur will get saves, and I also think that once they trade Will Smith, and go right back to MacArthur easily, kind of the next man up.
0: All right. So when I saw you making the list, by the way, thank you for doing that this morning. I was uh, getting a few things done right as we were getting ready. <laughs> I came in there while you were doing it and I put no next to this guy. We can't talk about him, but then you made the case that, like, Hey, he might actually get playing time. Now, Evan white to the angels. Now the Braves traded him over there and the Braves have been doing so many moves. They get a guy and then he's gone three days later. I call it their red paperclip off season. You, you know what the red paperclip is no. Like where they, there was this whole big thing. This was, probably decades ago now if not at least a decade uh like turning a red paper clip into a house by trading up and like it was oh torture. yeah 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 uh-huh so uh, you know you red paper clip this that uh, you turn evan white into you know I'm, they're gonna turn him into mookie bets somehow
1: i made the joke that he is that guy in everybody's dynasty league that makes a million trades that don't make sense but at the end you go how did he build a juggernaut like what like <laughs> I, I'm going to say this, this is
0: old experience and I it was tertiary experience because I was just kind of latched on to Eno in this league. I think it was called Devil's Rejects, but this guy, Tom Trudeau, is, is yes. the depoto. He's a total depoto. And sometimes okay. I look at his trades, I'd be like, what the hell? And then I look at his team all the time, and be like, he's fucking amazing. So I think that's, that's when you said legit. that, that's the first guy I thought of was Tom Trudeau. And I don't say that as a slight at all always impressed with the moves that he did and i would look at the dust i'm after assuming the dust settles. in that
1: league that you know was getting the emails yes yeah because tom tom love tom good fantasy mind a uh, great dynasty player mm-hmm. um he is the guy that will send you 74 trade requests at once yes
0: yes he wants he wants to trade he and ian connie could be the best friends
1: ever uh no because ian will make he's only gonna send you one but he's gonna get you on the phone for half. i was
0: gonna say well tom talk that, that you're 100 right if tom yeah. won't get on the phone then they will not be best friends
1: i but i wanted I just to see mean, ian khan and jake Sealy have a trade discussion
0: and then you know get, i want a little quorum yeah. tom trudeau fred zinke ian khan and jake Sealy, all four of them just put them on the same quorum. league and yeah. then
1: compare rosters
0: and then see how many four-way trades they can do yeah. Mm -hmm. I bet they could work some out. So anyway, Evan White moving all over the place, from Seattle to Atlanta, now over to L.A. with the Angels. And like you said, the reason you put him on the rundown is like, hey, maybe he could play now. He has the contract. We all know about that. Right now we have Nolan Shanwell penciled in Mm -hmm. at first.
1: Shanwell's going to play. He's going to be the starter. But you have an opportunity to put – I think Shanwell played some outfield last year.
0: And, yeah, I believe, and I believe he's an and, outfielder by, by trade. And I don't believe Drury is going to be everyday DH. I think he's going to play defense.
1: And uh, I think one of the things we want to remember is that, well, Evan White has struggled offensively in the majors um, and in the minors, uh, you know, uh, this last year, he is a premium defensive player. He's got he like is. a 70, 80 grade you know, defensive tool on our site. Um, and, like, he's one of those guys where, like, they could just say, like, hey, Shenwell moves to the outfield or as DH and we bring in Evan White, at least defensively he's going to help out. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you're drafting him in anything, you know, shallower than a draft and hold right now, like, really, really late as a dart throw. But yeah. he's one of those guys that, like, he could be a volume player at some point. He, he Still just
0: 26 years. Oh, wait, no, no. 27 now? Going into his age 28 season, wow. Okay, so it, it's a little do or die time here for Evan White, but he certainly has more interest now than he did in Atlanta. Like, I know when he went to Atlanta, people were like, ooh, Atlanta, they might see something in him. He was never going to play unless yeah. the team, you know, w- was thanos ha- ha- ah, another comic book reference when he snaps his fingers and dusts everybody. Uh, but, you know, unless that happened to half their team, Evan White wasn't going to play there. This is a better move for him because... You know, we have Anthony Rendon penciled in, which is ambitious, right? Because we know we know his health profile. And as much as I love my boy Taylor Ward, he's had health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be opportunities if he can get his bat on track a little bit there for Evan White. So keep him on on your board in the 50-round draft and holds. Um, and maybe this guy, too, the guy who went back, or one of the guys who went back, was David Fletcher, who's on the Braves right now. But I'm going to stress right now because he could get flipped, too. Who knows? Yeah, probably will. But do you care about David Fletcher as a utility? He basically takes the Nicky Lopez role, right?
1: Yeah, I I think so. Um, I mean, this is one of those guys I think that the Braves could easily end up keeping because uh, they like these type of players, right? I mean, they like the... Orlando is the world. Guys who can play all-star multiple. Orlando Arcea to you, sir. Exactly right. Um, you know, guys who can play multiple defensive positions. Uh, you know, aren't zeros with a the bat. They, you know, they may not be great with a bat, but you know, Fletcher's had some decent years where Go he can put give you on that bat. Yeah, exactly, where he he can put the ball in play and move things along. And mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, last year was you know kind of a difficult year for him, but. You know like he has a sub 10 percent walk rate for or 10 percent strikeout rate for his career yeah. like these he's put, guys putting that ball in play yeah and when you've got you know a roster of guys who are getting on base or you know hitting doubles and triples sometimes you just want a guy who can get up there and make a play and just put the ball in play so yep um i could definitely see him i think what this does do is potentially complicate things even more for von grisham um who he's gotta go to uh, the outfield. I'm not I mean, saying I it's guess, open, I'm just yeah. saying he
0: has to add that to his arsenal he's if he going wants back to back down playing time. To AAA is it would guess, certainly so. seem like it at this juncture. Because Unless yeah, the Kelnick, obviously blocks off left, which people were thinking maybe he could be the left fielder, but he needs to put outfield in his tool belt to just be a super util von grissom does maybe
1: maybe grisham is the guy who gets traded maybe 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 he's the next one out yep mm -hmm. AA
0: might have 12 more deals on tap a dylan c
1: steel that includes von grisham
0: i'd be so down for both teams i think that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. i still think a michael bush miguel vargas something or other in a dylan c steel makes a lot of sense too so i think those two teams make a ton of sense for season we'll see if it gets done Um, Let's move on here. So Evan White, or excuse me, not Evan White, Max Stassi was part of this big deal here, but he didn't last any time with the Braves. He immediately got flipped to the White Sox. So he goes from Angels to Braves to White Sox. Max Stassi as a White Sox. You talk about a guy who's struggled to stay healthy. That's really been a major, major issue for quite a while now. He's 32 years old going into this season. He's done some things that have been intriguing. Like I'm a Max Stassi fan, but my boy just cannot stay healthy at all and I just don't know what to expect at age 32 if we can give him some health do you think Max Stassi has a chance to be the starting catcher in Chicago for the White Sox
1: yeah I mean if he's healthy I think there is a pretty good chance you know uh, we finally have Jasmine Grandella gone um, right now Corey Lee is the only other catcher that looks like he's on the roster yeah former um, Houston prospect of some acclaim and I mean I think this is just a, a placeholding placeholder kind of thing for you know the the guy they traded for was Edgar uh Toro. Uh, right. not on the 40 man. Uh you know they still have Carlos Perez on the 40 man. So And he peaked uh,
0: in double A. I think Carroll needs mm-hmm. a summer or he won't be up until like the summer at the earliest I would think.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. So it may not even be up this year. You know Correct. catch he's only 20 years old. Catchers do take a little bit of time to uh extra time to go through the minor leagues. And Mike they're not leagues. going anywhere. Yeah, and they're not going to be competing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Stasi, you know, this is a nice little part change for him. Uh, he should, shouldn't have too much competition to play as much as he wants as long as he's healthy. The question is, can he stay healthy? And Stasi is a guy that I've always really liked. I've thought, you know, could turn into a 20-plus homer bat yep. um, and just had not been able to stay on the field. So is this the time? Probably not, but as your third or fourth catcher in a DC, yes. uh, you could do worse.
0: I would absolutely be down for that uh, in a DC as my last guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more catchers here. Well, one with some seriousness, the other just so that you can talk about how great he is, I guess. Christian Bethencourt goes to the Marlins.
1: I think the uh, other one has more seriousness. I, I mean, I understand yeah. your shade of wanting to throw shade. But okay, okay. when we get well, to it, I'm going to tell you it is much more impactful than than almost you must think all he's gonna the other ones. I know what he can do when he catches them. It,
0: it's a it's a specialty catcher for defense only. We'll talk about him in a second. Let's talk Christian Bethencourt, who is the opposite of of the guy, and we'll say the name. It's Austin Hedges. We'll get to him in a moment. Um, he's the direct opposite, right? He can bring something of a bat. You know, he had 11 homers each of the last two years, but he's not much of an actual defensive catcher. They don't have Stallings anymore. So I thought Bethancourt Stallings might make a decent uh, you know, tandem there as as one defender, one hitter, but now it's Fortes and Bethancourt. I think they're kind of similar where they're both bat first type guys but what do you think about bethencourt's opportunity to play fort has really spit the bit last year after showing a few things in 2022 that actually had me excited about him and he put up a 53 wrc plus last year do you think bethencourt can uh, actually carve out maybe a career high in playing time which currently is 333 plate appearances can he
1: beat that in miami probably not i mean i I think this is a really crappy move for Bethancourt. Like, he's <laughs> like he's going to one of the worst parts to hit in um, on a team that probably isn't going to DH him very often. I guess they could every once in a while, but like. Very uh, sparingly. But yeah. he doesn't, he's
0: not going to get like extra volume there. I think that's a fair it's, call but, because they got like, like Ami.
1: Yeah. And they, I mean, they've got a first baseman in Josh Bell who is mm-hmm. going to play pretty much every day. So, like, I just don't know where the playing time comes for uh, come from, on Bethancourt. Court. Like I, maybe twice a week behind the dish,
0: right? Yeah. Fort, Fortez for four, Bethancourt Court for two. Assuming a six game week. I think it's just day.
1: insurance that if if Fortes isn't very good, they can put Bethancourt Court back there.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's really not much to go off of it the, there. Okay. Oh, so tell me why Austin Hedge going back to Cleveland is so great. You really think he's going to catch a bunch and help these pitchers, or is he going to teach Bo Naylor how to catch?
1: I think that's the problem, is okay. everybody, including us, have been really, really high on Bo Naylor. Yes. And now you're bringing in a guy who is a premium defensive catcher uh, that could eat some time away from uh, from Bo Naylor. Uh, that's I like my a, idea of him improving Naylor, though. He could improve Naylor. He also could, you know, turn EPT into a 50-50 time shared oh, because no, you can't one of the things we seen with Cleveland in the past is they really like a good defensive catcher specifically um, this one they played him for yeah, 21 exactly. and 22 quite a bit so I'm Hedges, a little worried on Bo Naylor Bo Naylor was right at the cusp in terms of the ADP above where I was feeling okay taking him mm-hmm. uh, now I feel like he is going to be going way too high um should it
0: do you think the rest of the community will take this move to move nope. Bon's price down? The, or the rest not of the community
1: to? is going to treat them like you do and uh, and treat uh, properly? Uh, yeah, treat hedges like you do and laugh at this. Um, But I think you need to shave some Bo Naylor playing time down a little bit, uh, which hurts. And so while, yes, obviously you are not drafting hedges in anything other than like a 12-team AL only. And even then, like 30-team AL. Yeah, you'll probably find something better. Um, Yeah, I think this hurts Bo Naylor. uh, And I'm a little worried about whether or not, you know, uh, he's going to have the kind of full plate appearances we were kind of looking forward to this year.
0: He, he's top 12 catcher right now, 167. That's not yeah, too high. Like that's not a low price. Like, like Ohoppy, Haim, Ruiz, Garver, right. Stevenson, all going behind him, campesano And I, I think like all those guys, I think before this move, I like all those guys at least as much, if not yeah. a, a little more for some of them. And now you factor this in. So you were right to put him on here because it does affect Bo Naylor. Even if he's not taking a ton of PT, they know that they if if Naylor's in a lull at the dish, you could see Hedges playing for like two weeks straight and, and Naylor barely fitting in because he's helped. He has the pitchers so much.
1: You could also see Naylor going to the minor leagues. Feasibly, yes,
0: which I really hope that's not the case. I really hope he was brought in to train Naylor or really be a big part of of Naylor's catching development. But I I think you're right because they've shown in 21 and 22, very recently, that they will play uh, Austin Hedges. They played him for 312 and 338 plate appearances in those two seasons. I think you're right that we cannot just completely dismiss it. Now, they didn't have Bo Naylor ready to go in those years. One of them was Roberto Perez. The other was Luke Maley. So, I don't think he gets that many, but even 300, 275 might be enough. It's definitely enough to say that Bonegger's too high at 12.
1: I do agree with you there. 100%. And, and, the, and my argument becomes this like right now, he's going at 167, right? You just listed off a bunch of guys. I'm going to leave Stevenson off of it just because he's a, quite a bit lower, or not quite a bit, but full round lower than Mitch Garver and Composano. Mm-hmm. Let's say we now, with this move, prefer Composano and mitch garver that's a 50 pick difference that's like i can wait 50 picks and get one of those other guys i'm gonna do that every time i i just don't know how bow nailer should stay in the top 15 at catcher, but i think he
0: does I think you're right because I don't think many people are going to see this as like, oh, this could be potentially dangerous. And even if I get skunked on all those guys and my boy T-Step, I'm still turning to a Toronto guy like you did in our Gladiator with Alejandro Kirk, Dan Jan, Ryan Jeffers had a sneak breakout. If I just want 25 bombs with a, my bat, my weight as a batting average, I'll take Shea Langoliers. You know, I still have some love for Andy Rodriguez and Patrick Bailey as bat breakouts. No universe where I'm taking Bo Naylor at 167 absolutely yeah. none and austin yeah. hedges does muddy that further okay so I'm glad, I'm glad you put him on there it started as a meme and ended up being something worthwhile Re- quick you refresh. mentioned
1: it- me taking kirk um was that not you uh, it was me it was me oh, okay, uh, okay you wanted to talk about it though go ahead but it, it was for one reason have you seen the pictures of Alejandro kirk this offseason oh no is he looking
0: best shape of his life baby oh man i i I love the meme and everything but i also kind of buy into it like i I, mean it was also
1: the time where like i needed a second catcher and i didn't mm want to go with a nobody uh you know and and it was after the otani you know signing in la came out so i was like okay kirk's not losing all of his playing time exactly um so but yeah look looks like looks like he's in pretty good shape right now let me find this son of a gun Uh, in the off season. Well, I'm, I'm down for that, by the way, because I think he is an
0: interesting buyback this year, Alejandro Kirk. There was a lot of expectation on him last year. He did not meet. it. And a lot of those guys didn't in Toronto, right? Remember when we were talking about the Otani thing, I had said this doesn't even help their pitching. And you highlighted how, well, their hitting was kind of a problem, you know, outside of a few of their stars. But some of their superstars really didn't make the grade last year. Vlad Jr. among them. Um, you know, Bo Bichette was excellent, but Springer was a bit light. Uh, we talked about how Varsho put up good fantasy numbers but he came up light with his rate stats so yeah they did need some offense and alejandro kirk only put up a 93 ops plus i think he's way better than that so i'm not quitting him at all i think you might be sending me the pick yeah
1: I, I just sent you the tweet where it's got the pick in it so hold um, this up here
0: oh hell yeah
1: <laughs> hell yeah dude
0: no i again i love these memes about best shape of your life and all that but i like seeing a guy get themselves together you know, I, put their I, body in a better shape, no matter what. I don't it's, it's,
1: give it a ton of credence, necessarily, because I also I'm know not moving that,
0: up rounds or anything. Yeah,
1: no, but i much prefer seeing this than seeing Pablo Sandoval come into camp, like, 300 pounds, right? Exactly. Like, and exactly. Kirk's one of those guys that, like, hey, like, he could come into camp 300 pounds, and you're all, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, no, like, he's not going to be able to, like, you know, do anything. So, mm. like, yeah. It's not necessarily a plus, but it's definitely not a negative.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Never put too much stock in it. Don't raise Alejandro Kirk by two rounds. Just keep taking him at pick 273. Yeah. And uh in, enjoy that discount. Catcher's deep right now, y'all. Again, I'll still get a stud. I took Rutchman in this gladiator. I'm still down to get a monster, but then my second one in most drafts is going to come a lot later. I happen to go double stud in this gladiator with Rutch Haim. I, I think Heim's a stud as well. But um if i had lost out on those guys and i quote unquote had to settle for kirk like you did
1: yeah, like that's fine I'm, I'm totally
0: yeah fine. you went but sal perez and kirk uh and you picked them 10th and 18th round or 19th round i love that i think that's yeah. a totally fine way to play catchers. so all right well you got to get going you got to get your chat situated mm-hmm. so good luck with your chat maybe i'll come troll y'all uh, i come troll you in there i do like to, to read it but you don't answer my
1: questions I, I answer every question. You do. You're really good at that. So. Even even if I, uh, I mean, you know, in season it's a little bit harder because I'll get a million questions. The queue can get pretty can get pretty full. In I seasons. mean, la- last week I stopped a few minutes early because I ran out of questions. So feel free to come in, troll me, ask me what my favorite movie is, or you know, um, yeah, my me favorite why Dog shit take
0: on rounders. How dare you! It is a dog shit take. Now go get your chat set up we'll be back it's already set up just tweeted out
1: so like I'm all right well good luck
0: with your chat and we'll talk Thursday
1: take it easy